Hello, and welcome to, to the, the Artorelia Podcast. Podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Artorelia Podcast. Today, I have a friend from work. His name is Mark. And my sister, Amelia, where we're going to be talking about our original creations that we're working on. So lovely, non, non-frustrating whatsoever projects that we're working <laughs> on. There's always a frustration when working on something. Always there, and there's a lot to talk about with it. Yeah, it can be frustrating. So, Especially when you animate. So, who wants to go first? Mark, Amelia. Or I. Doesn't really matter. Well, Mark, I feel like I'm. Maybe we'll we could talk about your project. So Mark is has been working on a game, but yeah, he was telling me actually. I used to be like I used to do Photoshop for like game development. Yes, for textures. Um, Indie developer making a PlayStation One era game in Unity, an RPG. Um, and I have seen some of that. Like, it's uh, it's it's so much fun being an indie developer. It's, it's I say that sarcastically, not sarcastically. Like it's it's fun, but man, is it frustrating. But yeah. it's, a, it's a fun yeah. kind of frustrating. It's like you're working on something, obviously, and you want it to be perfect. It's not like frustrating, like at a regular job where you're yeah. frustrated because you're in the position you're in. It's more like I'm frustrated because I care so much about this project and some things just aren't working so yeah i know yeah, the i feel the same way like with animating yeah. but it's fun yeah it's it's fun to learn and it's better than the job that i work now so i'm you know it's it's something i gotta put up with um, yeah. and you and when you're like when you're successful in finishing it you know your your idea is out there in the world whenever you yeah get to that point. and i think that's pretty much the biggest point of success honestly i think that's probably the best advice someone gave me when i was working on this starting out um, you have a dream. Around, but like, yeah, the, the like the best advice someone gave me was for game development, especially that it doesn't really matter if you have the best code or anything else. Like your your job as an indie developer should be first and foremost to ship whatever project that you have, and if you've shipped it, then consider yourself successful because a lot of people don't even get to that point. So yeah, yeah, I would feel very yeah very proud. Yeah. So and no one expects your first game to be good, anyways. I know you want it to be good, but it's probably not going to be, and it probably won't make you money for the most part. But but that's a start, that's, though. Yeah, it's a it's a start, and it's and it's a good stepping stone. Um, it just raises your stock a whole lot too, especially if you're trying to go into the industry or even trying to work on other indie teams or your own projects for that matter. Um, so, what is your game going to be about, and like what what the plot is? Now, I know you've told me, but the audience doesn't know. You don't have to go yes. into full detail, but I'm just... not going into full detail. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've told you, I've told you the full story behind doors, at least for the most part. Like, but, but maybe I, I, honestly, I didn't divulge anything. But I guess I can start. Um, so yeah. obviously, this is supposed to be an RPG, PS One. It's built off of just my appreciation and love for like old school JRPGs of the day, and we're like the you know the SquareSoft library of JRPGs, yeah. like your yeah. Wild Arms, Vagrant Story, Parasite, Final Fantasy. Oh, I remember Wild Arms. Yeah, it, 
I have um, the third one. My just... brother would play and he'd be raging all the time. Well, I, the thing is, now I'm stuck at this one part and I can't like get through it because it was just funny because I remember recording you, but I don't remember. I don't know what the audio is. Oh really? Oh wait, I think I have them somewhere stored in my heart. It was right. funny. But anyways. Uh... But yeah, like it's it's built off of that, and so it's essentially it's not just a love letter, but it's also just my own take on that as well. Because um, when I when I originally started doing it, I wanted to do like okay, if so I want to kind of use you know vagrant story style, and I want to use fair save story style. But as I went through it, I realized the trend any attempt to like do a one to one shot of that was just completely out the window because it wasn't going to work out like can't really recapture that same magic especially if you're a one-person team working on this completely by yourself uh, you know, yeah it's like you could but it's you know it just wouldn't work out so instead i was <laughs> i just wanted to tell you know my own story and just take a shot in the dark so so the um, theme of it like do you want to the theme in terms of the story or yeah the theme the in the plot yeah in the setting if you want i mean you don't have to give everything away just maybe a okay. quick summary of like what it, what people are going to expect in this like the uh, story. Well, as of right now currently it is a action rpg um the setting is weird because i wanted to do the, the story that i wanted to tell which i'll get into that when i do the theme of the story is i wanted to do a cyberpunkish kind of setting um, uh. But uh, I, we've talked about this, and I told you, like, I have a lot of love for that genre of just entertainment. I really do. Like, I, I love a lot about it. But I also have a huge problem with the fact that it hasn't evolved much <laughs> in the past couple of years. It, it seems to be stuck in that, like, 80s dystopian sort of style. Oh, yeah, you know like... I mean? Because that's where, that's where it was predicated on. Like Blade but Runner? I don't... Yeah. yeah, like, the you know, Blade Runner or just different media at that time. But, like, that era of cyberpunk i don't think works in a lot of modern sense you know what i mean because mm -hmm. like in the 80s it made sense yeah like in the 80s it made sense that people would be wary of technology because technology was constantly evolving around them whereas now it kind of just it, it's one of those things where technology has become so widely accepted and people are so optimistic about it that i don't really know what they're saying oh hey technology is dangerous and really and it's really bad and it alters our lives and in a certain way, followed immediately by, oh, hey, look at all this cool technology that we have, really works out, you know? Um, so for the setting, I wanted to, I wanted to change that and I wanted to alter that. So I wanted to go, not really post-Cyberpunk, but I wanted to attach Cyberpunk kind of retrofuturistically to a different time period uh, in general. And originally that was going to be the 60s until I decided against that because a lot of the stylistic choices of that time don't really fit within that world. Yeah. So for the 1920s instead. Um, the 20s, of course, being pretty much the thing where technology was on the rise, people were very optimistic about it in this almost dreamlike mentality of, oh, the world is so great and everything is so awesome and look at all this cool stuff that we have and times are just going to be great forever sort of deal. kind of reflects uh, that story that I wanted to tell. Um, which leads me to the actual story. The theme of the story that I went with is is kind of weird. It, it's it's predicated on a, on a conversation that I had with a, with my dad at one point where uh, we were talking about just real life stuff, and he uh, we had a conversation about 
how life could have been different in just so many different ways for, you know, for me, for anybody else. Um, and I brought up the counter argument that if life hadn't turned out a certain way, then I wouldn't be the person that I am now. And I like the person that I am now, you know, all these, all these years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of feel what the story was about, which is, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I wish such and such didn't happen, or I wish things had been different, or I wish my life had been better. But I wanted to kind of raise the counter argument of, yeah, but those things made you a better person overall, or things can possibly make you a better person overall through just hardship and different things, even just horrific things, you know, you're turning it into a positive. It's like the butterfly effect, in a sense. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, yeah, just, just that mentality of, I think that, the people that are obviously strongest people that we look up to, you know, we don't know that much about this. We don't know as much about them as we think. And I think that anybody in that situation would have had to go through a lot of hardship to get to that point where they can be kind and open up and be strong and everything else. And that back, you know, so that's really what that story is about. And that's really what I wanted to base it off of. You know, just that kind of mentality. And that kind of goes along with the story, because this being a cyberpunk setting where people are obviously getting more in tune with tech. And, of course, one of the big themes in tech around cyberpunk in general is uh, the idea of transhumanism, which is moving on from, you know, just a, a human-like mentality to one that's more advanced, obviously, in terms of using technology to alter not only ourselves, but even people's minds. Mm. And so, obviously, with that comes the advancement of, okay, there's got to be some technology that's going to be invented that allows somebody to forget different parts about their life that they wish to just completely erase. But when that also changes the personality of those people as well, you know what I mean, it, yeah. it goes over the pros and cons of yeah. of just life in general and what it means to be a person. I think one of those things to, I think one of the, the cool parts about being a person in general this, this is a weird conversation. I'm getting preachy. No, but, no, it's <laughs> fine. And to be honest, it's it's very impactful what story you're trying yeah. to tell. And, and you and told I, me... And I think one of the cool parts about a person is just their ability to make mistakes and to go through and, and, and feel hurt because it's what makes us who we are. It's what makes us such a cool uh, species to be around and just enjoy the good parts about life. Yeah. And so that's and, really what the story is about without going too much into detail about it and all the twists and turns I've already written. But but that's what I like yeah. about it. It actually just shows more of the human perspective of things mm-hmm. where we've made a big, like, big mistake in the past. You could either, like, you could redeem yourself by not making the same mistake again. Yeah. But that all depends on the path you're taking. And, and that's not really in the gameplay mechanics. I was originally going to do that, but I decided against it because yeah, yeah, the like, it just choices. It would, have been a, it would have been a lot of work. It would have been really cool, but it would have been a lot of work to go around. So I wanted more. I wanted that more to be in the character writing than anything else. And yeah, because speaking it's, of it's the character, just, yeah, your character. Um, what was his name? I, for, I actually forgot. Mello. Yeah, Mello. Milo. Yeah. Milo. Which I might have to change that name. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Oh, you you were thinking on changing it. Um, but I felt like but, when uh, you told me about him, he, I just seemed, it just seemed like a very interesting character with, yeah, with his um, flaws. I'm not going to go into backstory or anything, but I will say that he's probably a character that I put a lot of that into, uh, his life up until that point, you know, obviously he blames himself for a lot of that issue, but he kind of inflicts that upon himself and on the world as well. And just how he views everyone 
um, and how he treats everyone. And so he's the character that I chose to kind of project that mentality onto, you know, where he's, he's beating himself up around about just different stuff that happened in his life or how he views people. But he projects that onto other people by just being a complete tool in all aspects. And so I wanted him to be kind of the vessel that I use for my argument in terms of the story. And I'm hoping that, it, you know, by the end of it, kind of, it kind of works out overall. Uh, of course, I have all the characters lined up too, but I can't really get into them without saying anything specific about the plot. And so it's kind of, kind of an unfortunate area that I'm in. Well, but, I, I already know how but, it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, you already know, but like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. I think it's very, very, very interesting. And my sister left for some reason. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, yeah. It was a, it was a terrible plot. That's what happened. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I do like how where you're taking it. It, it really is interesting. And yeah, she just told me she doesn't know what happened. <laughs> oh, there we go. But Oelia, what what do you, what do you think of his idea? I find it his. Well, it, sounds, it sounds pretty neat. I like it. I I think it's very like depth, and mm-hmm. especially his character. Like, what makes a story interesting is the fact that a character is going to have flaws. If they're too perfect, yeah. like, well, yeah, then good. it's like, what's the point I'm caring about? That's why probably a lot of people don't like. You don't want to. You don't want to make your character perfect. Yeah, because um, not everybody's perfect. Although, uh, I will say that I do have an answer to that as well in one of the characters where she, her, her entire gimmick is that she is kind of perfect in every sort of way. But there's specific reasons for that, which uh, goes into a lot about, like, obviously, you know, what it means to be a person and to experience uh, like, just terrible things, so to speak. That obviously pe- perfect people don't exist, but people can try to act perfect. But obviously that has a severe psychological effect on certain people. Mm-hmm. So there, mm-hmm. there is a character that goes into that mentality. I think Arturo knows which one I'm talking I, about. Yeah, but, I, th- I think I do. But, uh, but yeah, no spoilers there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For everybody that's listening. So I know, Mark, you told me that you also had another project after you were fully done with this game. Um I have like five. I want to yeah, do. but they're, one they're that, probably not all going to get done. But I mean, the, but there was that one you were, uh, and I won't, I won't give any information about that. But it's, um, it's another game you had in well, mind. Because since talking to you, I know I said I was going to talk about it, but there's another project that I added to it that's smaller that I'd be able to work on. Oh, well, um, okay. And it's it's kind of in the same vein as this one in terms of its scale. Um, and it's scope. But for that one, I don't know, I, don't know, I just mainly wanted to tell a, a dark fantasy story. Um, I was watching Angel's Egg recently, that like anime movie from 85. That's, huh. I wouldn't really call it a silent movie because there is certain, there is dialogue in it, but it's very, very minimal dialogue at that point. Oh, like Dunkirk. The movie's like an hour and a half long and you could probably slice in about six minutes of actual dialogue and you see the entire thing. Um, but I had watched it, and I was really fascinated with just 
visual storytelling over dialogue heavy storytelling. And obviously in this project that I'm doing now, it's very dialogue heavy because it has to be. But I was thinking, well, after that, I kind of want to do one that's just based on visuals and based on uh, character tones and just how they move and how they how their facial reactions are, their actions in the world. Now that, now that would be pretty interesting. And um, <laughs> I wrote a story about a... It's, it's funny how I came up with this, but I, I wrote a story about a, um, uh, a boy from a village who has to go to this ancient tomb during a disaster and uh, reawaken this, this brave warrior who used to save the world. And he tries everything he can to wake him, to wake him up, and obviously it doesn't work. Um, and the only way to do it is to actually dive. I, I haven't written out how, but I want it to be one of those things where he has to dive into that soldier's, that warrior's um, consciousness mm. to kind of wake him up. I mean, well, so obviously he's still awake. That's still pretty alive. Good. But how else do you get to somebody that isn't, you know what I mean? Or that isn't awake. Mm. And I want it to be a story where um, this warrior's obviously in a coma but he chose to be because of his past failures and because of events that happened to him, so to speak. And I just want it to be a cool story where this boy is obviously learning through this warrior, like as a father figure, just kind of the good and the bad of just growing up, you know what I mean? And what it means to take on responsibility, what it means to do just so many different things and, and kind of learn from them. But at the same time, I want the soldier to kind of learn from this kid spirit of just braving through everything and just trying to power through even the worst of times. And obviously he has gone through the worst of times being a relic of war, obviously, and seeing the bad parts about it and just everything that led to him kind of not wanting to wake up, so to speak. Um, and I want it to be, you know, just through dialogue alone. Because something like that, I feel like you can add dialogue to it. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be a lot more impactful to show that dichotomy between like childhood and adulthood if you can do it without any sort of words or any sort of dialogue whatsoever. Um, would it be mostly like face expressions and body Face movement? expressions or, or animations <clears throat> or body expressions are different. They're different things like that. Uh, and so the entire game is basically like an action game where you have to guide, you're playing as the kid and you have to guide the soldier back to strength through this sort of nightmare that he's locked himself into in his, in his own mind his own thoughts um which is kind of like what <laughs> speaking from experience it's kind of what it is to kind of be in a dark place mentally as well you, you feel mm -hmm. like you are just in this your own kind of little world and it's easy to, from the outside to say why don't you just break out of it but that's harder than yeah. it is and sometimes yeah. you kind of need someone to guide you through so that's the kind of story that i wanted to tell with that and ironically, that was going to be one of, that was one of the original ideas that I had, sort of, kind of, not really, originally, but I couldn't really figure out how I wanted to do it, um, like, at all, so I scrapped it at first. Um, and then I kind of, re I got reinvigorated by watching Angel's Egg, but also, I was really sick one day, waking up, this was, like, three weeks ago, um, and my first thought, waking up, was, God, I feel awful, I was like, I would literally do, or give anything to not get out of bed today. And then immediately had to get out of bed because I thought of that story idea and I was like, God, I gotta write this down. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, most of your stories... Yeah, and, that's how that, and that's how that ended up, so I started writing it, and I like it so far. Most of your stories seem to mostly um, show more of just either, like, life, um, person struggles, and or yeah, people struggling with stuff. Very, yeah. very, like, very deep with that sort of really stuff. deep, but, like, they're... Yeah, they, they, they do... Um, that's kind of pretty much, that's probably because of Nier, honestly, and just playing those games. So, what, wait, what, uh, what game? Nier, like the Nier series. Uh, Nier Replicant, Nier Automata. Oh, oh, that's yeah. What, that's, that, that's, that's what got me into wanting to make games in the first place. Yeah, I heard, you know, I've been mean to get that game. <laughs> it's really good, because I, I, a couple friends of mine got me into it, uh, which, thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I and uh, and they got me into it, and it just—it's one of those weird games where, like, it, how do I put this? I don't think anybody would really deny that games could be considered an art form or be as powerful as, let's say, movies or or any other form of media, right? But Near was one of those games that when you played it, you really understood what that kind of meant. And for me, like Mitchell and everyone else had been trying to tell me like, Oh, you should try to make a game one day or an RPG. Cause I would always rant about it and I was always into it and I'd go, eh, I don't know. It's a little too complicated or I don't really think I'd be good at it or yeah, maybe it's something I want to do in the future, but you know, who knows? I don't think I'd really want to develop it. I think I'd want to write it more. Cause I really wanted to be a, a Manga artist, a comic. Ah. And um, and then I played both the near games like in 2017, and that's kind of what drove me to want to make games. It went from maybe it's something I want to do in the future to this is the best possible medium that I can choose to do it in, and yeah, that's pretty much where I've been since then. It's been like what two years now, two and a half years, or no, a year and a half. Sorry. Um, yeah. That's pretty much where a lot of my writing style, not write style, but where my concepts for what I think a game can do uh, come from. Because I kind of want to, I like the idea of pushing the boundary of what a game can do and just spreading messages, even positive or negative ones through it, and just seeing what you can do and how you can kind of pull people's emotions and, and people's mindsets on different things and just challenge them overall. And... Maybe not even that. Maybe just nudge somebody in the right direction and tell them, like, hey, I get where you're coming from sort of deal. Here's a story that kind of maybe relates to you. And if it doesn't relate to you, cool. Maybe you'll get something from it, you know? Um, and just making games that I wanted to play or just games that I like, which is why I do RPGs because that's what I mostly, that's what I mostly play. And I like it, and I like the genre, so. Yeah, I mean, anything in particular would give out a message, like anything to be honest. Mm -hmm. And my sister got kicked out again. <laughs> I'm, uh, hold on, I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to change the server. Uh, but region, maybe that's it. Like books, shows, films, even even um, games really can tell a great story and give emotion to the scene. I mean, I can, I can say... Um, my mom has cried a few times when listening to audiobooks. 
And it really just depends. Like, but I think anything could be impactful. You could tell a story from anything. Like anything could be impactful if you write it well enough, honestly. Like if you write it well enough and you produce it well enough, like anything can be, you know, yeah, good. I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think you have like a good eye for what makes a good story and characters. And you know, I've I've asked I've asked Mark to help me with like some ideas or like depth of a character. Well, I mean, I've been ranting for like 15, 20 <laughs> minutes now. I mean, you tell us about your some of your ideas. So. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, but thank you, Mark, for sharing that. It's really interesting, really, really interesting. Um, so Elliot, do you want to talk about yours? Or... I don't really have anything. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you do. Yeah, and you do. Stu- yeah, but not, but it's not really anything to talk about, and it's not. Normal. Yes, it not... is. Not <laughs> really. I mean, I still think it's cool, nonetheless. Well, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I, I mean, I, I, I mean, because the subject we would be talking about are basically your same genre, just two different themes. Wait, what? Do Do you want to go first? Huh? Do, do you want to go first? Sure, you keep cutting off. What? <laughs> you keep cutting off. I said, do you want to go first? I guess you can, because I don't really care. No okay. <clears throat> Alright. So, there's at least two stories that... One, I want to at least get up on YouTube as soon as possible, but... It's taking forever. Because of rotoscoping. The other one may be, just be a book in the future. So, Mark, I've told you about the toy war. And yes, you The idea that, like, I'm pretty, sure we've, I'm pretty sure we've... I'm pretty sure we've... What, Lily? Lily, let's not go there. Stop it. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> on the camera. No, 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 no. I do not, Mark. Don't listen to my sister. She's lying. But, anyway, so you're going to pull your shirt? Okay. So, so, so what kind of body pillow is it? It's pillow? not even a body pillow. Yes, it is a body pillow. No, it's not. It has a picture of a... Yeah, it has a, a picture of a... It has a picture of a Mario on it. Has no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Can you close the door, Molly? No, it's not. It's got a thing for Mario. It's not. Anyways, as I was saying before, I got interrupted. So I'm pretty sure we've all, you know, played uh, with plastic toy soldiers in the past. And have you ever played the Army Men games, Mark? So I've kind of always liked that, um, like, aspect of, like, plastic toy soldiers with different colors and... I, don't know, I just always liked it, and then I wanted to make a story about. Well, I was kind of wanting to like expand like my ideas. I wanted to just make a story for the channel, like an original story. But yeah, like I was struggling with that. I wanted my my channel to, to have something original, so I kind of went came up with the idea like of the toy war, which has to do with two generals fighting each other. One is conquering, the other is defending. But the more I started, like, writing it, the more I started making it almost into, like, a a big universe to where, like, houses are considered nations for these toys. 
at first I wanted it to have actually people in it, like people. So sort, so sort of like a, like Toy sort Story. of like a political, like landscape sort of situation yeah. where just different nations are about and yeah, all vying for different things. Yeah, and there's like there's like different ways political stuff is set up in these different like some are kings, some are just rulers, and some become rulers of a of a toy nation. If they're like if they have a background like if they were a general or something like that and right. sometimes toy nations can like spread out some people and they could start to participate in um, elections so yeah I started to expand into that sort of territory and it, and it started yeah I start I started just building it up and it just got very interesting now it's I want to expand it so I've I've uh, I've I've done two episodes so far. I've actually filmed two more with me and my cousin. And the reason why it's so slow is because when I filmed my cousin the last time, it was at a bad. It was like in a bad like setup, so it's taking forever to rotoscope him, and it's like frame by frame. It's yeah, it's frustrating. But um. Basically, yeah, it shows like different political views at points, and and mo but the but basically the story is comedic, and then I want to make spinoffs where they're more darker than than the original show itself to like show different aspects of it. Um, the spinoffs will have more of a you know a war theme, uh, loss. You know, when, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, people have seen, like, war films. You, you see how people lose their homes because of war. So that, and that's where I'm going to follow with this, the first spinoff series, which is set between the, the original show. So when people watch it, they're going to see, like, different themes. It's a comedic in the original, darker in the spinoffs. I just think it, it makes, like, for an interesting concept of two shows and that's kind of where I'm at at the moment I have written most of the most of season one it'll be about 10 episodes and then I want to try to make the spin-off that'll be about how long what's that you said it'll be about how long well the first season would be 10 episodes 10 episodes long and this, okay. yeah, that's where I wanted like start it off. Maybe season two will be a little bit longer. I'll have to see. And I already know where season one's gonna go. I've already filmed four, edited two, and I'm working on episode three. So yeah, I mean it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting. It's not. It, I will note to people it's not gonna look great because it's well, you know. Not like Hollywood type Avengers Infinity War look. Well, I mean, yeah, but, but like, I don't think anyone's. Like, but, I don't think anyone would be expecting. I think it'd be kind of weird if people were expecting like. But I want to tell Infinity us. War levels yeah. Of, <laughs> of like visual fidelity and quality. Um, but I want to tell. But I, I want to. But that's the start. That's like a start. It's kind of like with you, Mark. You're getting a start somewhere, and even if it isn't perfect. You oh know, yeah. That's how you um, got to start off. You got to start crappy. To be to get better. Yeah, 
And it's weird because, like, I, um, because I know that we've already, I know we've always given, um, like, advice and everything else like that, but I, I do think that, like, the best way to learn is just to do it. So, yeah, I, you know, I can, I can give as way, I can give as much advice as possible, but. And this is also. Out of it so much. It's, this is also a good way to even learn programs too. I, I mean, I've been learn. I've learned so much from Premiere Pro doing this. And yeah. After Effects is very Poser. convoluted. I haven't actually used Poser a whole lot, like I said. Um, which is funny because I was actually looking through uh, Ruby lately as well. Huh. Because kind of, I, I've seen the show, but I haven't really followed up on it at all. But I have been kind of in the background lurking, like, yeah, maybe I should watch it. I'm so behind. Um, and I remember when it first aired, too. That's the funny thing. This was when, back when uh, Monty had just premiered it. And, like... Oh, wow. I didn't even realize they stopped using Bozer, like, after season three. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, they they started using Maya. They started using what? They started using Maya. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Maya... Okay, Maya's a good software, but... Uh, but it's too... say that, honestly. It's, it's decent. I don't like Maya or 3ds Max. Poser Pro is a simpler program to use. It I is, can't say that. And if I can be honest, I think that the budget and them moving to Maya kind of hurt the show a whole lot. Oh, you think? I think that they. I think it's because they put so much focus into like some of the animations, obviously, and making anything work well. That the writing kind of suffers because of it. That's just me. Huh. I think that a lot of what they did, like. I'm going to turn this podcast into shitting on Ruby either, but I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think there was just, I think there was just a simplest, there's something great about the simplicity and what they were able to do. I, yeah. And, and the thing is um, right there, they didn't even have to get someone to like animate and like draw it, you know, like in the most animes, they just did it with a 3d program. And that's yeah. kind of where I started to want to expand my, um, ideas i want to start telling a story when it's like yeah you're, it's like yeah the models got better like that's cool it's a shame that despite the better animation software you somehow have less fight scenes in the newer seasons than you do in you know yeah some of the older ones i don't really get why like literally those there, there's i can't remember who it was there's one scene in particular that i saw like a difference between season three and season four or five where uh despite having the budget obviously to be able to do a fight scene half of the fight scene or at least like 70 percent of it is dialogue or dialogue in general and that's cool for some parts but it's like why if you have a show that's now longer that has a higher budget that you obviously have better animators on for with better animation software why not go all out with some of the fight scenes? Why, why water them down to such a degree that you know there's less fighting in it overall? It's really? Like, isn't that supposed to be the payoff of the story? There's not that much, huh? Not in the one that I saw. That's just an example. But like, and mind you, this is from an outside perspective. But that's just what I saw, and so I was like, eh, it's gonna be weird. But I still have to go through the whole series, obviously, and just look at it and see the whole thing through. But I do have a whole lot of friends that were talking about that with me, and they're, <clears throat> they're not really happy with the direction of the story. But uh, 
Well, I mean, the original creator, he, he oh, there goes Willie again. <laughs> yeah, Monty, he, he Yeah, he died. I, I, so that... I miss Monty a lot. Because um, he was great and created everything he did. And then, yeah, and then when he died, then some people had to take over, so now I'm not, yeah, what? entirely sure. Like, I'm surprised they kept it going for this long. Ruby. And he, he was a brilliant visionary, too, because of, um, I don't know if you've seen his original, like, uh, his, his original dead fantasy uh, animations that he did. And it was, like, uh, the female cast of Final Fantasy, of different Final Fantasy games fighting uh, different um, female protags of uh, the Dead or Alive franchise, and just the animation itself is wonderful, and I honestly can't even say it's aged, like, a day. I still love it, and I still get a whole lot of enjoyment from it, and just the action, and just the imagination of yeah. that style of action, too. The Dead or, you dead or Alive, you say? Yeah, it's uh, Final Fantasy versus Dead or Alive, and the entire series is wonderful. Oh, yeah. I think this was around 2010, if I'm not mistaken, that he did this. 2009, 2010. I think the, it was before, the guy, oh. before Ruby. Like three years before. But, this but anyways, so the toy war mm-hmm. mostly will, will mostly be stop motion. A hundred percent. And but on top of that. Well, yeah, well, it would be 100% because most of it is... Yeah, but it's also acting. But, yeah, but but then there's also acting, like, I, myself, and my cousin. And then Poser Pro will also come into play with some of the, like, um, 3D models. Which I do have a question. So, when you say acting... Are you talking about the voice acting or are you talking about just, like, physical acting? Like, like me, both. Basically both. Voice acting okay. and physical acting, which is only like me and my cousin that are actually doing the physical acting. I was wanting to get my sister to I be mean, in there. Wanted me to play a stupid role. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had this idea for Molly to be the puppy queen. Yeah, like a human dog. Like what? Can you come Make any sense? Wait, it can happen. I mean, you just gotta. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> well, kind of one of the hardest roles I've heard, but like. Well, see, like, the idea, it was actually, like, now that I think about it, it's kind of stupid, but, yeah, like, like I wanted her, I wanted her to be, be herself, but I wanted her to have, like, ears on her head and a tail on her back, of course but that did. was, like, it. That was so weird, though. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so weird. Now, it's very anime, though. Yeah, it is very, actually. Yes, it is. <laughs> but then, yeah, then she gave me the other idea to use a husky dog. Yeah, a toy. And like an actual toy. Yeah, so I decided to use that like a toy. She'll just be the voice. There you um, go. And obviously, I asked if you wanted to be additional voices. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, honestly. Um, it is, yeah. It is, well, yeah. Yes, it is. You can just use Mobavi, right? Mobavi? Mobavi recorder. You can record both voices. Oh, sweet. Didn't know that. Yeah. Movavi is kind of up there, though. I think it's not free, is it? No, it's not free, but it's a pretty good program. I like it. Simple, yeah. easy, and the recording is I have pretty it. good. I mean, I, I, I got it through, you know, uh, <clears throat> less than legal means, but I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really, because I don't really use it for anything else other than just 
stupid like uh, meme videos that I make. Oh, <laughs> memes. I need to so, see the memes. I'm all about yeah, memes. So, so I just I I and then I was just like I'm just gonna look up a, a hack for this and then use it, which you know. I also shouldn't be saying this in the podcast, but it, uh, <laughs> well, they can't. They can't prove it. I'll just buy it, <laughs> just buy it before anyone questions me about it. But yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment with the toy war. Um, uh, I do have a question though about that. So when you say live action acting, I'm assuming that you're going to rotoscope some of this over it. Are you planning on? Oh, yeah, you well, the I see, like. The only reason I'm rotoscoping my cousin right now is because of the bad setup. It's not always going to be rotoscoping me because the last few times I recorded myself and him, um, I just did it on a blue blue or green screen. You need to come okay. down here. Because I was kind of confused as to why, because it was like you're animating some of it, but why why the live action sequences? I didn't know if it was for the animation itself it, or what, but well, it was just... Yeah, like, it's for me and my, my cousin, because, because we're basically, like, yeah, we're supposed to be toys, but we're showing our physical. Um, yeah, like, the, most of it with me and my cousin will be doing it on blue or green screen, but okay. the, the where, when we went to his place, or our aunt's place, it wasn't the best setup, so with episode, I feel like episode three is going to take a while to finish because of the rotoscoping because I recorded like I think like four maybe four or five clips of him you know acting and what now what's interesting about my oh sorry what were you gonna say um actually I meant to tell you about this while we were at work but uh I think I mentioned to you that I had to pre uh because I'm not I'm not an animator myself obviously I've never done 3D animation and well I would love to learn it for a high quality production or for any sort of quality production, you kind of don't want to do something that you're just learning out how to do, yeah. especially when it comes to animation, just because it's an action RPG, obviously. So the animations have to be pretty well put together. Um, so I was looking up different means for it and I was actually going to try to invest in a mocap suit. I think I told you about this. There's a oh, yeah, suit yeah. Yeah. company in Norway or Sweden actually sells. I forgot it's somewhere uh, out in Northern northern-ish sort of Scandinavian Europe. Um, they have mocap suits that are kind of up there in price, sort of, uh, so to speak, about uh, 2500 That's what The cool thing about these suits as to why I would recommend them if you can raise up the money for them is that it's one of those suits where you don't actually need a mocap studio or any sort of like high-end space to kind of record in. Um, it's recommended, obviously, because you want full range of motion to be able to move around. Yeah. But... It records all of your movements locally on a drive huh. that's on the back of the uh, mocap suit. So instead of having to have a setup or clear a room where you have multiple cameras that are around, plus the mocap suit, be able to move around and everything else, everything's locally recorded. And the only shortcoming to it is obviously since it's being locally recorded on the back of your drive or broadcast to your computer, whichever one that you want, you can't really lay on your back to do anything for it. But you could probably easily get around that and any other animation works well. And I think there's also a little device that facial mocaps for you as well. Um, huh. It's used mainly for game development, but you could probably use it for just about anything. So I think Poser Pro does, that Yeah, I think Poser Pro may, may have that um, option because I know um, in their gallery in, in the system, there is like some motion, like models that was captured. Yeah. And it, it like it definitely does have mocap and whatever, but it would be weird if it didn't have mocap. 
So if, it, if now let's say if I were doing the motion for a girl, would, it, would we would I need like a girl to literally move around and do it? Then a guy. It depends on how. It depends on how feminine you want the movements to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because girls kind of. I mean, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird sentence, but like it depends on. It, you know, it really depends on how you're going for it and what the story is going for, how you want the characters to be, really. Yeah. Um, but, unless you're, you know, too embarrassed to do them yourself. Like, I, 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 I dare know. you to do it. No! <laughs> but, yeah, like, I do have two characters um, in the Toy War that are supposed to be anime uh, Figma figurines. Figma? Uh, yeah, that's what they're called. The Those, you know, those anime yeah. figurines. I, I got Alucard, I think he's a Figma. But, um, yeah, the oh. one about Air Amazement several years ago. But, yeah, they're supposed to be that. And they'll be, like, one out of, like, a few characters in there that will be 3D models. Like, I decided to go with, like, anime figurines in there to be 3D Proposer Pro. Um, the idea at first was to actually get someone to make a Figma figure for me, but it's probably just easier to get, like, a 3D, a 3D, um, <laughs> Modeler to do it and use Poser Pro. Yeah, I mean, that, it'll be it's gonna be weird because there's gonna be a mixture of 3D live action and then stop motion. That's stop basically weird. what the Toy War is gonna look like. That's a lot of <laughs> design. Yeah. Like... Yeah, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm curious to see what it's gonna look like in the futures. The, right, I will say this definitely. Remember that literally anything can be like done if it's executed well. So <clears throat> yeah, and and you know even if it isn't perfect, it it's still gonna like show that I can make a good story or just something. Yeah, and, it's a proof. Of, it's a proof of concept. That basically, just prove to, to prove that you can do it and that you can do it. And well. I gotta say, I gotta give credit to my cousin. His name's Corey. He <laughs> brought the evil general to life, and the way he does him is spectacular. He actually had he actually got some of it from um, Skeletor, how he acted with the with the high yeah. And most of the scenes that you that people will end up seeing him do are improv. That's all, all he did. All of it is improv. Now I did write I did write the scenes, but some of it ended up being changed because he was improv. So I had to yeah. So I had to adjust it, but it it works. I, and I think he I, to be honest, he will be the best honestly. Was that? Was that Mark? That's always the best, honestly. Just yeah. the ad living lines. It's funny. It, yeah, and and to be honest, I think out of all the characters, I think he's gonna be the best one that people would like to see because of how he acts. Yeah. I mean, he he's evil, yeah, but he's how do I put it? He's like you you probably like him just because of how goofy he acts, even though he's evil. <laughs> kind of like that. And and now I like as for my character, I'm you know the serious type. And to be honest, in real um, I can get a little personal, but in real life, you are that. I'm like that, and my cousin's the goofy type. Yeah, oh my gosh, Corey's so weird. Yeah, he <laughs> he is he is like the way, get, the way he makes the general act is literally how he acts. And yeah, that's acts. basically how he acts. <laughs> He's so weird. Like, I can tell you the times. So like, where, yeah, it's perfect for him in that case. Yeah, and and to be Sweet. to be honest. Now that I think about it, the, the, the good general kind of represents me, how I act. And the evil general actually represents how he acts. So you, you're kind of going to get, like, 
that the that idea from us. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting. We've always method acting. Was that just a, just method acting, really? <laughs> yeah, and I will know, and I'm not really perfect in my acting. <laughs> it's it's bland. Okay. Is anybody though? Yeah, you do got a point. It's just that I think my cousin nails it in in that regard. Well, yeah, stop hitting me with a pillow. <laughs> Can I keep it? I guess. I guess. All right. All right. Anyways, so that's that's done. Um, so the other story that I had in mind, which can I just talk really quickly because I kind of have to. Do you what? I kind of have to go. Okay, well then. I'll just then, say what mine is about. Well, yeah, then quickly. scoot up, scoot up. So That's now. That's really quick. It's like that even. Well, no, we could talk about it. No, it's super quick. Like the, the what the plot is all about. It's it's so quick. You know what it is. Well, yeah, but. It's just basically these two characters learning about life. That is literally what it is. Well, yeah, but it's about it's about it's dogs. Life lessons. Yeah, it's dogs and stuff. But they, you know they're portrayed as humans. And they live in houses. slice of life. Yeah, that's is. what it that's basically what it is. Um, but it teaches you life. I, mean, I thought the first episode of school, I liked it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, wait until it gets better. It gets, it better, gets better, obviously. Like yeah. before, I mean, people... obviously, like, yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, this was made seven years ago at this point. Yep, it right? was very was like, ago. It's still, like, I still liked it, and I have, I'm looking forward to seeing some yeah. more recent Season stuff, Season four is probably the best so far, because of the, I don't know, like, I started using Toon Boom in that, uh, that season, I got better, and I started 
showing more like life stuff happening. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I was going to say, you've been an animator for, I was going to say, you've been an animator for uh, how long now? Oh man, years. I think I started when I was like eight. Very long uh, time. Oh yeah, do you want to give your like history about where you came up with Sally and Chica? Because it's actually interesting. <laughs> uh, they're not, what is it, like, you, you wouldn't think like, what they're based off of, you'd be like, what? They're not based on those characters, but they are because they originally weren't like the ones in the show. Well, well, you go back all. to 2008. This is where it really Sal- started. No, Sally was Sally was based off of Sonic, and Chica was based off of Tails. And I did this uh... weirdest thing where I made it Sally the Husky. You know, like Sonic the Hedgehog. It was really weird. But it wasn't just that though. There was another game that inspired you to make. Not just that, but then like when I got into that game series, then I made something else with that character, and I guess like no, it was. I think it was Boo the Husky that I did, not Sally the Husky. I think it was Boo. Like, her original name was Boo for some reason. I don't well, know. Well, I know her characters were based off of plushy, like, plushy toys. Yeah, they're toys. toys. They're like little toys. Like, we, 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 um, have tapes where we recorded, uh, well, <laughs> so she had the idea from Ape Escape. It's a game. But then she called it Dog Escape. Eh, no, Puppy Escape. <laughs> no, Puppy Escape? Okay, I, puppy escape. I did weird shit back then. I don't know. Like, I was just, like, I was so, like, just it was yeah. I was so astonished by the game series. I was like, I'm gonna make like my version of it. So I did like, with my I'm character. pretty sure I'm pretty sure the first story I put online was like a mix between D V Z and Star Wars at the time because yeah. I was watching them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I wanna do a DBZ story in a sci fi thing. Yeah. And so, it'd be so great. Before. And looking back on that story now, I'm like, man, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Yeah, that happens though. I had per- I had crazy ideas that I don't think we'll ever see the light of day. But before like Sally, I guess like, their names Chica's was always Chica. That's the thing. Chica's was always just like Chica. <laughs> Sally's was Boo. For some reason, her name was just Boo. I don't know Boo the Husky. <laughs> it was a thing. I don't know. Name. It was a really weird name. And then when I did that Puppy Escape, I don't know what that called. Specter, Specter oh, the dog. Oh God! No, wait, wait, wait. Let me keep telling the story. <laughs> then. I basically did improv on her name. I didn't know what I was going to call her, so I was just like, uh, think of a name really quick, because I was, like, uh, improving from a scene from the game. I was like, call her uh, something. Then I just oh, randomly so... said Sally, and that's See, how her name just came to be. It was really weird. It worked out, but yeah. that's always the worst trying to improv a name, because the problem is, is, like, if you come up with a better name later on, <clears throat> it's really awkward to change it because you've gotten yeah. so used to the first name. Yeah, like, Sally's always just been Sally now. I like the so name. Like now I'm trying to come up with a different name for Milo, but I've been calling him Milo for like a year now. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to change the name. Milo, like, that sounds oh, like a good name, though. I like the name. I mean, Milo. I like the name Mal- Milo. Then I do too, but like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm getting worried because I'm like, oh, this this is going to take me another two years to finish. And I'm like, what if I want to change it? Yeah. And if I'm going to change it, I need to do it now because I don't want to change it all the way later on and then have to yeah. write all the dialogue, rewrite all of it, yeah. and go back through and change everything. And then... What happens if I get attached to the name and the new mm-hmm. name doesn't sound right? And it's like, well, time to release it anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, well, yeah. Well, so, like, I guess, like, so around 2008, nine, and well, 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 hold on, there's more to she, it. Then I, then after that, I think I just pushed Sonic and then Ape Escape away, and then I made my own thing that was based around. Technically, it was kind of based off. It was like inspired off of Sonic, cause like you, they had like like uh, powers or whatever, like Sonic, like Super Sally, except I called it like something else i don't know but it was called the adventures of sally and chica and i've been making a comic about that 
The thing uh, is, the story is from back then is way different because I changed. The... I even helped her with some of that stuff. Spectre, to be like the, the main villain that was named Spector, but I named I changed, renamed his like his name to be Xavier in newer Xavier. moments. Xavier. Yeah. It's just different. It sounds more evil. It yeah. is. It does sound more evil. Yeah. yeah. But I can tell. I can say. Um, I know for a while that I wanted to kick my sister off. Oh of yeah, he wanted YouTube to kick. Channel. He wanted to kick me off of our YouTube channel. I was like, okay, fine. And I left. When she I turned left. thirteen. When I turned thirteen. I made my own channel. Well, this was, was okay. Okay. This. This. Well, that's the past. That's the past. This is now. <laughs> so, like, he was like, I'm kicking you off. I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave and make my own channel because I was 13 at the time. So I was old enough to make my own channel. So I did. And I was like, I was happy where, where I was. And then two years later, he's like, come back to the channel. I'm like, why? You wanted me to leave. But then you started making your Sally and Chica Well, I started thing. doing my Sally and Chica animation off of, uh, no, no, I started posting it on my Older yeah, channel. but then you made Sally and Chica yeah, later. Yeah, my, my channel got demonetized. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Because of the stupid Yeah, it was dumb. So then I moved to another channel, and I'm hoping to get, you know, something to happen there. Because, actually, I'm not going to say what it is. It's kind of a secret so far. Troy, you know what it is. Yeah, I know what it's it is. It's a secret, but I am getting a few voice actors that do, like, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll say what it is. Anime? From anime? voice in here i'm not gonna say who it is there's a couple that's, that's understandable yeah i'm gonna ju i'm just saying like they're from anime but i'm gonna get them to be in season five they're gonna do like major sort of major roles see kinda? now i rem i remember Please, when i i did maybe like one role for you back in 2012 <laughs> it was so when, terrible it was so bad <laughs> you sound like a robot when <laughs> oh yeah my voice was really high pitched it was. Oh, I've got to go. That's how you read it. Well, <laughs> oh, now if you read now, if, if people watch the Toy War, no, obviously please. I have improved. I kind of want to explain where I got the idea of Sally and Chica. Because Sally and Chica is different from the Adventures no. of. The Adventures of is a completely different universe. I'll just say, like, the Adventures of is the original. The original timeline. But this Sally and Chica is set in an alternate. It's like Undertale. There's a bunch of, like, alternate universes. That's, no, that's literally, like Gundam. No, no, this but, is literally yeah. like, so that's like what it is. It's like Undertale. Bunch of random alternate universes with Sally and Chica with these same characters. And Sally and Chica is based off of another show that I made called Sally and Chica. And it was just the same, except the morals were terrible back then. Because I didn't know much. I was like, to come up with this and that. And like, okay. Basically improv. <laughs> yeah, back improv. then, my sister and I always improv on stories. <laughs> we never really wrote a script. <laughs> Yeah, actually, the the first season, the first season, second season, and third season were all like, well, the beginning of the first, the third season were all improv. All of it was improv, and then I started writing scripts because then I started getting voice actors to yeah. voice in it. I was like, okay, well, they need to read something, so I was like, I'll just start yeah. writing scripts. So the cool now I could put in this Easter egg. I know when the toy war is going to come. There's no of, Easter egg. There is an Easter egg. <laughs> There's none. And when I mentioned the husky. Sally is her character. Husky. Sally is a husky. Yeah. So now there's gonna be a bit of an Easter egg. But is the that. dog's name Sally? It's the same. It, it, well, it would have been not, an Easter egg if it was named Sally. It's not Sally, but but you, I guess you could say that's a bit of an Easter egg. Oh, it's just a husky. Well, I mean, you're being the you're doing the voice. Yeah, but you should at least name it and, Sally. Then it would have been a complete Easter egg. Well, then that's giving it away, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, off the subject, but 
Some of the characters in there are some of them represent our dogs. Yep, like Chibi. Chibi. Dora Scooter. I need to put Levi in there. I need to, I need someone to to voice Levi, make him super annoying and whiny. Because <laughs> that's basically that. what he is. Oh, yeah. that's per that's a perfect role for me. Awesome. Like, <laughs> oh, do you want to Wait, get really? Do you want Martin? Whining and annoying. That's that's the best. <laughs> you know, Willie, sometimes he, he, like, when we're chatting, he gets really mad at uh, Unity. Unity? Yeah, his program. Oh, dude, I do the same thing. But I get he, so mad he, at mine. I like how Mark, like, just says everything, like, of course now it's opening this up. <laughs> That's what I do. I don't know why it's doing that. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I do that all the time. I, don't know. <laughs> it's... I had my family check on me once because I was just like, oh. <laughs> I think, I think Unity was acting weird and so it was lagging. And so obviously when you click on certain things, it'll open other yeah. things up, but it'll take so long to back out of them. And I think one of the, I was like, a fucking course you choose. <laughs> yeah, I do, too, I, I do that too. Don't worry. I do that too. It's fun. <laughs> that's 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 the frustration. Um, yeah, yeah, and don't worry. Endeavor, just things not working. If yeah. it isn't Unity crashing, it's also Premiere Pro. I've had issues with that program where I've lost a lot of progress. Yeah, it happens because it crashes. Oh my god! I remember like I was animating an episode and I was almost done with it, and then the program froze. I was like, okay, well it just froze. I was because like, it's done that before. I go back into it and I lost pretty much everything. I was like, uh, I got so mad, but thankfully I was able I, to save the 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 what is it? The files from like the last one, the, yeah. the images. I was able to save them, but I had to do it in I, such an annoying way. I'm like, God, it's <laughs> so annoying. I've gotten so uh, worried about just just trying because I hear so many horror stories about oh, this. Oh. But um, there's often times where people will be working in Unity. And they'll post on, like, you know, the r slash game dev Reddit about, um, it doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, you hear about somebody who lost, like, all of their project files because their hard drive failed. And that's heartbreaking because, mind you, like, this is development where sometimes this is like a year or two <clears> worth of progress that people have just no. completely lost because they they can't get their hard drive to work or they can't record some of the files or whatever happens. That's why so, you should always get, like, an extra hard drive, maybe save your yeah. stuff in there. That or just keep, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I mean, an extra hard drive. Like, if you're going to get another hard drive, best to, like, get an external hard drive. Yeah. It'll save you so much time. One, they don't fail as often. And if your computer craps out on you, you can always transfer over whatever files. <laughs> yeah. But, so, to anybody who's listening, don't save yourself an external <laughs> hard drive. It's so not worth it. There's not really much for me to talk about. I mean, Chronicles, but I kind of want to keep that secret. Yeah, she's got another one. I like, just said another alternate universe. Except it may be a little more darker. It's a little what... darker. It's not, like, terrible. Oh, if I make The Adventures of into a series, that's not going to be for kids at all. Because that, <laughs> the comic, if you've ever read it, it's not at all for mm. kids. It's got cursing and it's got stuff happening in it. Speaking of um, mature stuff, I do, <laughs> I do have one more, well, one more thing. Wait, you don't want to listen, Lily? Oh, I'll listen, but I... But, um... So this actually was based off of... A dream that I had. And, you know, some 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 people that have made uh, stories are based off of, like, dreams. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the girl that made... Coming out of a dream and being like, uh, Fuck getting out of that today. But, like, you know, the girl that made Full Metal Alchemist, she said that was based off of a dream yeah, she had. Interesting. And now you see that it's been successful. Um, 
<sighs> Levi, stop licking this thing. Sorry. <laughs> Dog's being stupid. He's licking the chair. For but, um, and there he goes again. well, the, the dream I had, it was kind of like, it really made no sense where it was going. All I had a dream of was, you know that picture I showed you, Mark, of uh, the character the, for the cover? This is for the future book, everybody that's listening. Uh, yes, and actually, when I, I was going to mention this to you, but for anything that we mentioned, like picture-wise, you should probably put that up on the... Um, on YouTube, just edit that in. Yeah, I will do that. But yeah. but yeah, like that, she was a dream that I had. Like, I had a dream of a girl with a dress like that from like the 1920s. And she was holding another person. It's 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 vague, but the dream, I thought she was holding another like girl with blonde hair, which the story is basically about where she loses her sister from a vampire. A different beast of vampires. The story is mostly like a revenge story, but uh-huh. it's also um, basically stopping this organization. So, a quick summary: the like this happened in 1920. She she lost her um, her mother from the fluenza. Um, but she she got the fluenza, but she survived. And so in 1920, um, her, her dad and her sister, yeah, her her dad heard that these people they, they said they were alchemists could bring what is this <laughs> that they could bring back their dead mother. Oh, what the heck, sir? This okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Except the dad's around. What the heck? This is what? Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> but so they go to this church this is like very far off from normandy france because she's because the girl is french the main girl is french um but you find out that they're actually vampires and they kill they kill the dad and they bring back this beast vampire that is very well not rare he he's just a different breed and um they bring him back. He he basically goes after the main girl. Her name is Elise. Um, oh, God. I just reminded that annoying character in Sonic 06. Elise? Human girl. I don't know. Let's not, let's not talk about Sonic 06. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I hate that guy. I love Sonic. Sonic is just everything to me, but I hate Sonic 06. <laughs> I have a friend of mine who is the biggest Sonic fan who obviously he's, he's kind of fallen out of love recently with the series, you know, thanks to a couple of game forces specifically. Yeah. But um, he actually had he knows how bad Sonic 06 is, but he had never played it on his own. Yeah. Uh, he had just played it for the first time, uh, through emulation, and had the worst time with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest Sonic fan. I know that that's a well. Like how my yeah, my cousin kind of put it like God, he was like so bad. he was like I like Sonic just it's as much not as even the just the story. It's like all of the gameplay past Sonic's yeah. route. Oh yeah. Is just. Right. Especially it. Silver's route. It's just horrendous. Oh, God. Silver's so, like, OP and broken. Like, especially <sighs> in multiplayer. Like, good luck. There's a multiplayer yes. in this game. Yes. And he basically can win every time because he can just That's, throw you around. That's cheap. But when it comes to the single player, he, he's awful because yeah. he's either too slow for the areas that they put you in, like these huge areas, oh, or... Uh, do you remember the um, the whole like uh, the ball puzzle? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. that really awful physics. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. An hour 
have to finish it. Oh so my god. Stupid. Oh my god. Oh, but this is not the Elise that know, you're talking about. Of that. Like, well, oh no. if you want to know where I actually got the name, it's from a character from Tales of Azealia. Her name. Oh yeah, that's right. Like I was thinking, what care? Like what name can I use for this, this, this character? And for some reason, I looked at the girl from Tales of Azealia, and I was like, and I liked the name. I was like, oh, that you know that could actually work. And since she's um, she's French, um, I think it, I think it could be I think it is a French name, but so I, I yeah, I yeah. So. except with a Z. I mean, there also is one with an S, but I just want the the one from Tales of Azalea. At least or Eliza, if you want to go with the I forgot what <clears throat> uh, language of origin Eliza is. But. but that's like that's where I that's where I picked the name. So she basically got gets bitten from. The beast vampire, but but in, in this in this universe, um, when a vampire bites someone that had like a, a disease, for this case she had the fluenza, a very bad one, that vampires can't really drink. They can't really drink um, their blood because that would either poison them or kill them. Right. So he just tosses her. He thinks she she died, but after biting her, you know she's already infected and she becomes a vampire. And she would have maybe his some of his strength because he's a different breed. But he goes after um, her sister. And, you know, she wakes up. She's a vampire. She sees her sister basically dying. And so now it's it's in present day. And she's, you know, still hunting this group. Uh, I won't go into much detail about what, you know, what the group's called and all that. But, yeah, it's basically a revenge story. But... Um, but but the the main character has made this like you know like the Helsing organization. Yeah. But she yeah she's made like her own group to hunt them, but also take care of vampires. That's basically where. Like this, her own band. Yeah, except um, some of the people that she works with they they're either orphans or they had ties. Um, to like, to to like their Just, to the, yeah their great grandparents or you know stuff like that but yeah that, that and i wanted to make it like you know ruby the ruby type you know with poser pro yeah. but the the fact that the the pricing for models yeah it's kind of ridiculous yeah yeah so i'm like you know i mean to be fair like if you know how much work goes into a model or anybody who's listening goes knows how much like and the it's, thing it's it's fair to price things pretty high given how much like quality has to go into them as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't mind hiring someone to make them, but it would cost a lot of money because all this, like, all the the idea of this story. I mean, it's massive. It's got a lot of characters and backgrounds and stuff. But yeah. that's the only problem. So I'm like, well, you know, I might as well because I'll probably mention this in another podcast in the future. But I do have another story which. I am. I do want to make into like an animated movie with Poser Pro, so I will be focusing mostly on that. But I was like, well, maybe this story, the vampire story, I could just go ahead and make it into a book and just bring out my story for the whole public to read if they want. So I'm like, yeah, I might as well do that and just get it out there. I would say that anything that you do is possible. It just depends on like how much you're willing to put into it as well. Yeah. So I'm like, I might as well just make it a book first, and then, 
when I think the time is right, I can make it into what I wanted to like. It basically was a screenplay. That was the idea. I well, first... right, but I'm saying like, why, why hold off on making it? Why, why make it into a book first if you wanted to make it into a screenplay for a movie first? Because I was thinking, uh, like, if they have, the idea first was to make it into a book. Mm-hmm. That was the first intent. Then I was like, okay. well, I could make it into Ruby, but the fact that, you know, I already have a lot of projects. And... Or just, uh, you can also turn it into, a, like, an actual, like, just short, just make it into, like, a short film. Because I've been watching a lot of those recently, like, short films, and I've just been getting really amazed at uh, what people have been able to do with that, sort of. I could, well, yeah, I could. I mean, the idea was I wanted it to be like a show, like Ruby, you know. The other idea, the thing I also had, if I made it into a book, is that at least I had the scenes drawn out, I guess you could say. That would, in terms of, like, just like, scenes in terms of what? Like, of how, how the thing, how the story is going to be played out. If I made it into, like, in this case, a manga... I at least had the scene have the scenes drawn out in my head and well drawn drawn out of my head and then in the future I can make it into something. Oh yeah. Um like, although it depends on what kind of manga it is, because if it's if there's less action in it, obviously you still have to write the same amount of dialogue as you normally well, not normally would. Yeah, but, and to be honest, um, it's it's more like just a screenplay, but you know, it's gonna be pictures. I decided to just go ahead and make it into a book that we at least have one story out there for people to read, but also to get scenes um, like drawn. So that way, when I do want to make it into a show, like with Posa Pro, then I have it ready. I have the scenes ready. And I, I kind of like thought of it that way, in a sense. You could, but there you also do run into the issue of, of what happens if you want to edit anything out or if there's anything that's changed with it. Because obviously, like, doing it into a show, you do have to write it differently than how you would a book or anything else, you know what I mean, in terms of adaptation. So, you know, it's how... probably a good idea to have as, like, a storyboard, but just to be on the safe side. Like, I would, uh... Hold off on it just to... Just a tad up until that point. Unless you were going to turn it into like a monk or anything else. I mean, yeah, like I, I, the thought of it was kind of like, you know, if I got my story out there, that would be pretty cool. And that's what I was kind of like thinking on doing in the future. Yeah. Um, and even if I had to go back and change anything, you know how like books are different from the show? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's kind of what happens. So you could get like different. Um, like different takes so for one if you read the books you know there may be a little bit of a difference while on the show has something totally different Although what's funny is i um i brought up the possibility of turning into a short film only if only because you mentioned it was a screenplay originally but uh i've been watching a lot of short films recently too horror films um, no no just 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 short films in general oh oh, oh um, yeah 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 just because i i like watching sitting down and watching regular, just regular films when I'm working. But the problem is, is that I get distracted by them. I usually get distracted by my work, so I don't pay attention to what's going on into the movie. Or I pay too much attention to what's going on into the movie, and I don't end up working. Oh, that's basically what my mom um, does. She works on yeah. her audio book, or, right, you know, does her work while she has a movie playing in the background. Uh, and so I've been watching short films to kind of remedy that, because I only have to pay attention for, you know, X amount of minutes. 
and they're just easier to digest, you know, overall. And honestly, a lot of them are just teeming with more detail that you can pick up on, especially for an artist um, as well. So well, one of my favorite ones uh, is Breaker. It was like a short that was released about a year ago or two. Uh, it's like a, it's like a cyberpunk Tokyo sort of story that mm-hmm. I was watching. It was really nice, and it got me into just watching more short films. And I was genuinely kind of, genuinely kind of amazed at just how much uh, progress has been made in just cinema in general to yeah. the point where anybody with enough drive and the willingness to find resources can make, uh, you know, some Hollywood quality stuff in just every facet. And I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, it is. It really is. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm heading with this um, story. So, in a, in a, in a lot of ways, I, I mean, it's more like I want to bring my story out for the public to, you know, read if they want. Yeah. And then later, when I, when the time comes, then I would make it into a show. And would you do it all at once, or would you release it in chapters? Um, I might release it all, like, as, you know, like, in volumes, you know? I just need to know how many pages there are in a manga because I actually do own some mangas. I just need to count how many pages there are. I need to start reading through a whole or rereading through some of them. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at with the vampire story. Um, I know I have I have I have a friend that actually drew some very early concepts of the character when I was actually writing it, and um, I do want to thank her for that. And then I hired someone on, and I, to be honest, I want to, I want to thank Fiverr. Like, Fiverr is a great place to hire people. So, I know, you've been telling me all about it, and I haven't researched it, like, at all, it, just because I've been... I, I got it from a friend. Um, he's friends with my uncle, one of my uncles, but he, yeah, he, he does 3D modeling, and he brought that up to, to my attention. So I went there and I started looking, and that's where I started getting these uh, designs. And that's where I also hired the manga artist. It's a, it's a. I might have to go on there to kind of post some of my stuff when I start doing digital artwork. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it it really is a great place to get people to draw stuff for you. It's or anything in that man. That's where I got the uh, someone to do three D model, like a three D models, those three D models for the Toy War. And that's where I'm actually going to start getting my book ready, is from that artist. It really is an awesome place. I would highly recommend it for anybody that wants to bring out your imagination, but, you know, you suck at drawing. Like, how I I, I am really bad at drawing. Like, really, like... Uh, It takes a lot. It just takes practice. Like, now what I'm doing is, for this artist, I told him I would draw, like, maybe, like, scenes, just a draft of what the scenes are going to look like. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it is freaking terrible because like the bodies are like sticks and they have just a circle ball around their <laughs> That's how I used well, to I mean, draw I back then and I still draw that way. It's just a quick um, concept of the scenes that I want. And then obviously he'll draw it the professional way. And I mean, voila. yeah, like obviously you do want professional grade work, but um, I was going to say with drawing, like it just takes a lot of practice to be able to do. I mean, uh, pretty much anything with it. Like I'm, drawing in itself is easy to learn, I would say. 
I mean, heck, it's easy. It's easy to learn and it's hard to learn. But. It is, but even even heck, the guy that made One Punch Man, he did it like a web comic or something. You know, he he right. drew it. It wasn't perfect. Then somebody went ahead and like drew it in the professional way, and it became a show. And you know, nothing's impossible. Even if you even though even though you don't draw the best, I mean, look what happened to him. He got he got pretty famous with his work. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to start somewhere with that. My like basically my idea is like drawing a scene, even though it's not perfect. Give the detail. Somebody else will draw it. You know, professionally, and then you have a scene. Um. I can say when I do make this into something, it is going to cost a lot because he, the, the guy that I'm hiring, um, he could do one page for six panels. Um, How much was he charging for? Uh, well, for the the one that I showed you, that was like maybe forty two dollars okay. for that that one like illustration. I think. You mean let me let me actually go look. There's actually a lot of talk recently too about um, just artists kind of underselling themselves at just ridiculous rates. Because I mean, I can... like to be fair, it, uh, I see that a lot. People kind of underselling themselves on actually, how much their work actually costs or I... should cost. Oh, so actually, it was so yeah, it was forty, but I paid him. I gave him like a tip, which was like sixteen. So it ended up being like. I think sixty dollars. Okay. Um, I'm gonna see like what was okay. So for the creating a comic or manga, the I usually hire people for the premium. So yeah, the premium is like forty dollars. And if obviously if you tip them, it's gonna be a little bit more than that. But forty forty dollars for how much is for what exactly? Well, like what what all work is this? It's for like pages. For manga pages so like with with like 40 dollars per page or um i think for 40 dollars for one page and the max is for six panels it's for the complete comic page ink tone um i think what is this called sfx and then dialogue sound effects ah okay per page i thought it was for like a I thought it was for like the comic itself. I was like, it's ridiculously low, but that that is kind of a, it's higher than the industry standard. I know that much. But I think, I think in Japan the industry standard per manga page is like fifteen per page. Which oh, really? Is awful. <laughs> like, but but to be honest, I don't mind paying that much because you know they put a lot of effort into drawing it for you. Oh yeah, there was, your... there was actually um, a problem on Twitter there, like an argument on a thread about um, somebody bringing up the fact that, like, technically speaking, for a full body picture, if you actually account for the amount of work that goes into it, just from concept to everything, technically speaking, full body commission should be like hundreds, three hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you actually account for it. And yeah, I mean, which I agree with. It, it takes forever to draw a body, and you know the details they put in that. I mean, I can understand. Of course, but a lot of people who either, you know, don't understand that, will go and they'll say like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not paying three hundred dollars for this." And I'm like, "Then, then learn how to draw your yourself. <laughs> Anybody can do it." 
you know, most people are would probably would rather have the cheaper option. It's like it's 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 a skill. It's not a service. So. Well, I mean, you're you're paying for someone to do um, a character design for you. It's not really their character. Yeah. So I mean, I can understand. It's. it's I mean, it's yeah. It's one of those things too, where the argument of how much time it took to do said piece doesn't. I mean, it's yeah, a really yeah. good argument because it's like, yeah, but they had to put in a whole bunch of time to learn how to do it within that amount. But yeah. be good enough to the point where they could do it in the span of yeah, ten minutes. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, they put a lot of effort into their work, so I could I could understand. I could understand a lot about that. But yeah, that's basically where I'm heading with that that story. Um, good. So, any last? Any last things before we close this podcast? Um, for me, no. I'm going to have a lot of updates on the next one whenever we do it, but just, I hope to have a lot of updates on the next one. But I, there's not really anything else. Um, I think I pretty much went over everything that I... Because the next episode, because what I'm trying to do with this pod, like this podcast series, is jump back and forth between original and entertainment. So the next episode... Good, because I remember we were... Uh, I wanted to go for... Final I'm Fantasy, that you yeah. I have played Final Fantasy XIII by this time, or at least <laughs> I've started it, because there's a lot that I have to... There's a lot that I want to rant on it. Yeah, um, I might change... I might change what I want to talk about. I'll have to see. But I still... I've still kept what you want to talk about. So the next episode, we're going to be talking about um, video games. And what, you know, character, story, theme, flaws in gameplay, or what makes a good gameplay, all that. And I think the topic of why we're, of what we're going to choose for that, I'm picking Final Fantasy thirteen as a case, of, like, of what I think good storytelling should go into. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, I haven't played it. Thirteen does that very well, but... <laughs> but, yeah, that that's what to expect, everybody, for the next episode, so... This has been Arturelia, and... This has been Mark <laughs> for Sega Race Supino, if you're following me on Twitter. If not, that's pretty much what it is. I'll, I'll try to link that. And I guess we can try to link that in the description, just to keep everyone updated on what I'm doing. Or, you know, you, you could, you know, you're, I guess you could say you're part of Arturelia, in a sense. Well, yeah, but, like, I, you know, for the, I only post my updates on Twitter, so I wanted to... Yeah, I'll put a link down below for anybody that wants to follow Mark. Um, you can see his prog progress with his games. Um, and also you can follow Arturelli on Twitter, where mostly I post up the videos that come out every time I upload. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, nice having you here, Mark. Um, it's nice to be here. Interesting conversation today. Anyways, peace everybody.